0: Rosh Hashanah Today by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor Trumpets are sounding from a mountain unseen with natural eyes, and the gates are opening wide to receive God's people in a city seen only by light-seekers or those who have searched out the end-time knowledge of God. It is from here that the new species of man blow their shofars, the ram's horn, to gather God's people for the harvest fulfilling the day of sounding, experiencing the Feast of Trumpets. It is from here in time truth is sounded across the earth and the trumpets warn of the world's coming judgment. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 18 and verses 22 through 23 speaks of this mountain and city. For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire, and to blackness and darkness and tempest. But you have come to Mount Zion, and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the General Assembly, and the Church of the Firstborn, who were registered in heaven, to God the Judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. The city and her mountain originate from heaven, and was birthed through the mind of God, not man. Only those written in the Lamb's Book of Life or are registered in heaven will be found there. God's angels guard, protect, and watch over God's city of refuge, His stronghold on earth. They eagerly await Rosh Hashanah. This feast, like some of the others, have more than one name. Within the different names Truth is concealed to be opened only to those who seek it, those who experience the feast. Another name for the Feast of Rosh Hashanah besides the Day of Sounding and Feast of Trumpets is the Feast of Ingathering. At the maturing of God's people, His seed, there will be a final harvest. Those that have no interest in truth or love for God have been growing right alongside of God's seedlings but his crop is ripening, maturing, and are soon to be circumcised, or harvested from the ungodly. It is the eighth day, and they are ready. Matthew chapter 13 verses 30 and verses 37 through 38 prophesied this event. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at the time of harvest I will say to the reapers, First gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. He answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. But the tares are the sons of the wicked one. Did you know the final Rosh Hashanah is also known as the Lord's Day or Judgment Day? With this name in mind, let us read on in Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, verses 39 through 43. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest, Rosh Hashanah, is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned into the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send out His angels, and they will gather out His kingdom, all things that offend, and those who practice lawlessness, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. The word judgment, Strong's twenty nine seventeen is a legal term for a legal process deciding guilt or innocence. It is a word used for the verdict itself reached after an investigation. Even at this time investigation is taking place in preparation for the final harvest. The trumpets have been sounding a warning for quite some time now. This brings up another name for Rosh Hashanah, the Day of Sounding. Blasts from the mountain have sounded clearly the message to come out of the world, don't have soul ties to her people. They have revealed how those that are of the race of Adam are descendants of those cross-bred by angels and therefore a species controlled by the enemy. They are altered physically, mentally, emotionally, and even materially. They, as the founders of this world, have designed it through Satan's knowledge. God calls it all dead works. Even those born again could be found guilty by association, even if innocent, or assimilated back into the world through their lifestyle if they do not separate. Upon investigation, will we look like the world, be found seeking the pleasures of the world, asking for its knowledge to accomplish things? Are we still tangled in the world's systems, If so, it is quite probable we will share the world's fate. But there is still a little time to change and be found worthy. Hurry! It is a great time and good news for the light seekers, those that love truth and seek God. You see, there is another name for Rosh Hashanah that speaks of a new year, the beginning of a new day, head of days. It also alludes to the beginning of a new creation. It is handed down by the sages that it was at this time, 7,000 years ago, that mankind was created. Likewise, at this time, Rosh Hashanah, there are those today that are being born again, birthed into new creatures and maturing to a new species through the word of God and His covenant. These have searched for truth began to understand and isolate themselves from the lies of Satan and the people that constantly walk in them. They have consumed and become that truth and are now a part of the Word. They are the true body of Christ, His kin, His covenant people, and the fulfillment of all the glorious promises made to His heirs. Those born again and birthed through the living waters of the wisdom of God are the true seed of Abraham, Galatians, chapter 3, verses 27 and verse 29. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. All over the earth, man is beginning to see God's mountain with their mind's eye and are mentally walking the king's highway to his city to become part of its temple. The dwelling place of God. It's a wonderful time for the children of God, and at the same time, the closing of the last chapter for those altered by the enemy. A new and glorious kingdom is rising as the world around us falls away. We are living out the prophecy of Daniel, found in Daniel chapter 7, verses 26 and verse 27. But the court shall be seated investigation over, and they shall take away his dominion, Satan through his body, the Antichrist, his seed, to consume and destroy it forever. Then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Is that not exciting to read, if a child of God? Revelation, chapter 21, verses 2 through 4. prophesies of it again. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Now the fulfillment of the promises. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. So at the final Rosh Hashanah, Those gathered to God's barns will be born again, have developed a taste for truth, and have a real understanding of how dependent on God man truly is. To them, He is truly their Creator, their Father, the greater Husband, and their very best friend and Counselor. Harvested will be those that entered His rest and are focused to help manifest His plan of restoration for creation a humble people will be selected, ones that have laid down who they thought they were to become, who God had predestined them to be, the called, the chosen, the faithful. After the end gathering, there are ten days of all in which to inspect not only our own personal lives, but the lives of all humanity, and repent to God for what we have done individually, as well as for the wickedness of the whole human race. Repentance is so much deeper than what we have been taught by the world's religions and their leadership. To fully grasp the gravity of what our ancestors Adam and Eve did, and then to realize we as their descendants have continued in their footsteps, is heartbreaking, but so necessary for true repentance. First of all, Adam and Eve ignored God's commandments, turned their backs on His Word, and then chose the knowledge of an enemy that had already rebelled against His universal laws. It is God's law that kept all of creation in perfect harmony. Now completely out of order, with Satan's thoughts flooding their minds and the wrong knowledge determining their course of action, they proceeded to build the foundation of the world we live in today. As we contemplate the things mankind allowed, it makes you a shudder. The biggest atrocity with the knowledge God created, everything in its own order, man rebelliously allowed God's angels to intermarry with us, producing an altered race of mankind. In some ways, even more devastating, when God in His anger destroyed mankind and all their half-breed children with the flood of Noah's era, Because they were half-angel, they left their human bodies and lived on as evil spirits to become man's greatest enemy. These creatures are unnatural misfits. Because they were born on earth, they are not welcomed in heaven, nor as evil beings are they welcomed on earth. Enoch chapter 15 verses 8 through 12 explains this sad situation to us. And now the giants who are produced from the spirits and flesh shall be called evil spirits upon the earth, and on the earth shall be their dwelling. Evil spirits have proceeded from their bodies, because they are born from men, and from the holy watchers is their beginning and primal origin. They shall be evil spirits on earth, and evil spirits shall they be called. As for the spirits of heaven, in heaven shall be their dwelling. But as for the spirits of the earth, which were born upon the earth, on the earth shall be their dwelling. And the spirits of the giants afflict, oppress, destroy, attack, do battle and work destruction on the earth, and cause trouble. They take no food, but nevertheless hunger and thirst, and cause offenses. And these spirits shall rise up against the children of men, and against the women, because they have proceeded from them. So these unseen creatures are bound to earth, yet have no body to equip them to exist here. Their only recourse is to try to live through man. They are the cause of many unnatural problems in mankind. For instance, if a female spirit enters a man, his mind may be influenced by her feminine thoughts, making his actions effeminate and even worse, they really were now His own. Or, if a spirit that was male enters into a woman, she may, because of the Spirit's influence, act and begin to think like a male. Their evil natures and hatred for mankind, in general, cause much chaos and sin in mankind. Look how the enemy entered Judas, causing him to betray Jesus. To really open our eyes, Let us read the account of the king of Tyre in Ezekiel, chapter 28, verses 12 through 15. Now here is a man that helped Solomon build God's temple. Ezekiel, chapter 28, verses 12 through 15. Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre, and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. We know the king of Tyre was not in the garden of Eden. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardius, topaz and diamond, beryl, onyx and jasper, sapphire, turquoise and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were the anointed cherub who covers, an angel, not a man. I established you, you were on the holy mountain of God, you walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created, till iniquity was found in you. God is addressing Satan himself in him. In Ezekiel chapter 29, God also speaks of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, as a great monster, or a better translation would be, a great dragon who is again Satan, as revealed in Revelation chapter 20, verse 2. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. If we look in the Strong's number 8577 in the Hebrew dictionary, we will see monster could also be translated dragon. So with this knowledge in mind, Let us read from Ezekiel chapter 29, verses 2 through 5. Son of man, set your face against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, Satan in the world, and prophesy against him and against all Egypt. Egypt represents the world. Speak and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Pharaoh, king of Egypt, O great monster, dragon, who lies in the midst of his rivers his knowledge who has said my river is my own he twisted the truth to suit himself i have made it for myself i can be like god but i will put hooks in your jaws this created creature is not greater than his maker and cause the fish of your rivers to stick to your scales i will bring you up out of the midst of your rivers and all the fish in your rivers will stick to your scales. They love the world's knowledge. I will leave you in the wilderness, you and all the fish of your rivers. You shall fall in the open field. You shall not be picked up or gathered. I have given you as food to the beasts of the field and to the birds of the heavens. The fulfillment of Revelation chapter 19, verse 21. So as brought out... The stream referred to as Pharaoh's is speaking of Satan's streams of filthy lies, his tainted knowledge, and the fish that stick to him are the people of the world, the altered race of man that lives by the world's knowledge. This stream kills, pulverizes, while the living waters of Christ refreshes, renews, and those that drink from it never thirst again. Notice in verse 5, they will not be harvested at the final Rosh Hashanah, and we can plainly see their fate. Again, in Revelation chapter 19, verses 19 through 21, their end is prophesied. And I saw the beast, the kings of the earth and their armies, gather together to make war against him, who sat on the horse and against his army. Then the beast was captured, and with him, the false prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast, and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone, would not want to be a part of this group, and the rest were killed with the sword, the word, which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, Christ through his body and all the birds were filled with their flesh. You see, all people that think that they are in control are busy with life, no time for God, and fall for the lie that they have authority and power over their destiny, but are puppets of the one that said, I will be like God. Those who rely on the world's knowledge drink from Satan's stream, do stick to his scales, and are one with him. These will never be a part of God's feast of Rosh Hashanah, atonement, or tabernacles. They themselves, as we have read, will be supper for the birds. In closing, the trumpets are at this moment still blowing. God's knowledge is being released around the earth. There are many of the altered race, the descendants of Adam, running to God's city and mountain, to be sheltered from the old and embraced by the new as newborns. For these, the final harvest will be a grand and glorious Rosh Hashanah. Happy New Year!